Alright, we have Black Box Radio and Gozy from Philly. Say hi to the people, sis. Well, hello, everybody. What's going on? This is definitely Ngozi, aka Ngozi at night, (laughs) the stud with the sexy voice. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So what does that mean? You guys came for us. What does Ngozi at night mean? (laughs) Well, it means I talk about um, all things dealing with um, the human sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as, not as sterile or, me, you know, medical. It's just more like just human nature, just, you know, just being and loving people in a sexual manner, you know, and it also de- deals with, uh, relationships and, uh, it also talks about, uh, I also talk about, uh, various things like, um, sex shaming, slut shaming, um, you know, all of that, you know, male, some, some male sexuality, cause since I'm not a male, I don't know like all the ins and outs of male experience, mm-hmm. if you will. But I, what I do is that I do talk, talk to in a way to like any men that are listening, um, regardless of your sexuality to kind of like, um, delve into, um, you know, yourself and being more fluid, Mm-hmm. Um, with your sexuality in terms of being okay uh, with accepting certain things that you may think is taboo in the bedroom. So, it's, you know, and especially with heterosexual men, mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, they don't like to be touched a certain way because that's girly or that means you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a gay man or something like that, or you have gay tendencies. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes some of my, I don't talk about it all the time, but sometimes I have conversations and um, I feel like if we all learn um, sexual fluidity in the bedroom with our partner, with the consenting adult, I think a lot of the things that we deal with, if something comes up publicly, I really believe that we wouldn't be so... um, quick to judge mm. and to shame someone for liking what they like in the bedroom. Absolutely. So, Cause yeah. you're doing it too. Sure. How are you going to be mad at somebody else if you're doing it? It's called being a hypocrite. Yeah. You got Very be much so. And, and you know, <laughs> But you know what? It's, it's funny because I was talking to a, a guy, uh, a friend of mine, I think it was like day before yesterday. And <laughs> let me just say this, being a woman who is, you know, a lesbian woman. Um, the the thing that baffles me is when a straight male says to me, "Well, you haven't been with a man that did it right." Mm. Okay, and all this stuff, right? So then I said to the to to this guy, I said, "Well, what if a gay man said that to you? How would you feel?" Ooh. And then it clicked for him. And he said, okay, I understand where you're coming from now. I said, yes. I said, that's the equivalency there. Ooh. Um, that's the example, family. Wow. Huh? I'm telling family, that's the example. You you blew into the Rona report. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> wow. Yes. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I know we want to talk about the Rona report and everything like that and get into that. But I just wanted to give you like a little bit of stuff that I try to bring to the forefront. Um, when having conversations with men and especially um, men who have that ego, 
Mm. You know, and it's not just heterosexual men. It's it's there's some gay men too that have that same ego and that same thought process. There's just men. Yeah, yeah. Just- you know. And believe it or not, there's some women, there's, there's some women too, whether they're heterosexual, whether they're bisexual or, you know, lesbian, whatever, that mm-hmm. have that same egotistical mindset. And and see, the other thing too, when I say egotistical, some people automatically assume male, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, because that's the first image we see is male and their egos, because, you know, a lot of times the ego is driven is usually a masculine energy. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't connect ego with women as easily mm. unless she has a male, very masculine energy. Got it. Wow. So. You're giving us a little, <laughs> a little teaching. We feel like we're in school right now, but that is, that's in Gozi at night. So is there a way, is that still going on? Are you still doing those talks? Is there a way for people to get in touch with you to, so they can tune in? Yeah. To be perfectly honest, I've taken a hi- hiatus on it um, due to like um, different dynamics that's taking place. Mm-hmm. So when I come back, I will definitely let y'all know so you can give the word out okay. uh, because I miss doing it. But, you know, dynamics change. And um, I kind of, you know, was like, you know, what, I need to pull back a little bit because when I talk about these subjects, I come up with these you know, you know how it is when y'all doing y'all getting y'all format together and coming up with things y'all want to ask someone and, uh, you know, how y'all want to, you know, put certain questions out there and everything like that. And for me, I'm, it's not just um, audio, it's also video for me. So I'm actually looking at people and talking to them. Mm. So if I'm not feeling myself, um, sometimes it can, it can kind of like maybe go, you know what? And I'm not going to do it today because most of when I do my, my, uh, shows, I'm, you know, I got the, the facial expressions going and, you know, I'm, you know, just being all kinds of, you know, witty you with have, it. No, you gotta have your ego out and your arrogance out a little bit. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. It's no, it's showmanship. It's yeah, not. It's, ego. it's a performance. Yes, yeah, definitely. That's, that's, what, that's a, oh yes, definitely. Because mm-hmm. anyone that, it, it, the, the amazing part about it is that people, when they do talk to me, they're like, wow, you're not, you, you know, it's like, Okay, let me say this. When I'm on there doing my thing, even if because I've had women flirt with me, some guys, you know, I don't I don't take it and and run with it Mm -hmm. and definitely not running with it outside of the show. So you shut it down. Oh, of course, because this is all a performance. It's it's nothing. It's nothing Mm -hmm. for me. It's like um, a switch. You know, people don't know when you sit in this chair, and you start interviewing. It's a switch. Oh, definitely. And it's and, and that's why I have to be in my wonderful self because I bring the energy <laughs> to these people when I'm doing, especially with video. Audio, you can get away with some things, True. you know, because you can you can still show the reflection in your voice and what have you. However, when you're doing video, it's you know, it's a little different. You have to be it's really, more it's really real. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and and people, you know, you hear people commenting and stuff like that, like, oh, look at your smile or okay, look at your hair. You get what I'm saying? So, okay, I like your shirt, like your earrings, like your various things like that. So Okay. okay. You know, so so when I when I decide to come back, <clears throat> excuse me, when I decide to come back, um, it's gonna be full force. It's, it really it. is. That's why it's like, you know, when I when I bring it, I'm gonna bring it. <laughs> and I believe that because I can hear it. So let's get into like, um, what do you do professionally, and how did uh, this virus kind of affect that? 
other because we hear what you do for fun. We hear passion. Mm. So and your hustle. So what do you do professionally? Well, professionally, I'm just um, I do gigs, side gigs. That's what I do. (laughs) Professionally, um, I have a couple things that I do. Um, You know, I do some photography, Mm -hmm. um, some um, directing, um, like plays and um, film and stuff like that. Not a lot. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have no whole catalog or anything (laughs) like that. I'm not on the you know the IMDb. No, I'm not doing that yet. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Um, But and what is that? I am what. IMBD. Uh, it's um. It's where directory where entertainment industry directory. Oh, um, yeah. Like yeah. If you if you have a role, um, a recognized role like a um, a guild role or whatever in a production, then you get a listing in IMDb. It's, so it's like a credit or something. Yeah. Oh, yes. Got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. It's sort. It's sort of like um, Carfax. <laughs> Yeah, it's receipts. It's receipts. Oh, so like what did you did, I get yeah, exactly. So right. you get to know what's like. Oh, okay. So you on IMDb? Okay, you know. So, um, but I but it's funny because now it's almost kind of like anybody can get on it, even if they're not professionally like you know like a major star. Right. Yeah, like, it depends on it depends on the pro the project. It doesn't exactly. have to be a big project. It exactly. just has to be a project that's registered. And if you participated in it, then you can be listed for that project. Absolutely. 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 I mean, even if it's yeah, even if it's a web series, if it's done um if it meets certain requirements, it can be listed in IMDB. Yep. That's true. Uh, and so for me, like right now, I'm you know, I do I do like the shopping. So I shop and stuff for people, okay. um, and and I deliver packages. So you straight <laughs> well because especially what's going on now, mm-hmm. um, I think that and it's no, I, I know that this is probably the best thing for people to be able to do if they have no if they have no other choice but to work. Now I wouldn't say people go out and do it just just because of the money, mm-hmm. but if you if it's necessary, definitely you you know you have to do it. And this and, and especially what's going on with this the 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 situation um and you know this Virus. I've never I've never experienced this since I've been on this earth. <laughs> and so, you know, you know, we've heard rumors and not even rumors. I'm, I'm going to take that back. You know, we've heard the different things like the um, Ebola, SARS. Ebola, SARS, you know, all these different SARS, things, all of that stuff. Pig, pig. Right. And this was like, you know, in the past few years. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it managed not to here in the States anyway, it mm-hmm. managed to be kept kind of at a certain level where we didn't have to go through this pandemic at, at this point. Mm-hmm. So for me, initially, you know, I was, I was, I was driving, um, doing the ride sharing and I was, you know, once again, like I said, delivering packages and I was, I was waking up four o'clock in the morning and, you know, not getting back to bed to sleep until about, no, I'm sorry. I wake up two 30 in the morning. Ooh. Wouldn't get back to sleep until about 10 PM in the evening and then back up like two, two 30 in the morning, just so I can get to doing deliveries at four in the morning. And, um, that was before this, the, 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 this whole pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, I, I started doing the shopping and stuff like that. I enjoy it. It feels like I'm shopping for myself. <laughs> so, and, this is the thing that I notice is that I have more people concerned 
about me out here providing for people, especially people that weren't getting outside anyway before this even started. Now I'm hearing people, well, you know, money isn't everything. Da 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 da. I'm like, yeah, that that is true. You know, health is wealth. However, um, before this took place, no one was concerned about health. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm not, I'm not upset at people who, and, and I'm not talking about people that know me. I'm talking about like just people, period. Sure. Um, you know, making comments, you know, and I never thought when someone say stay safe, I never thought that would make me cringe mm-hmm. because I hear it constantly all day. Yeah. I hear it um, via text messaging from the um, customers. I hear it just walking down the street. I hear it. If I go to get my tire fixed, I hear it every day, at least 30 times a day. The human is really concerned right now. And that tells you it's a mantra, safety. We're, cause we're in that space of chaos and, and being fearful. And I totally understand that. My thing is that it's sort of like when people say things like, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> and think about, think about my, how I spoke. Think about how I said that. Yeah. Does that sound like they're going to bring good, goodness no, to the prayer? Bad person. And I need right. It's not help. coming from a sincere place. It's almost like a reflex. Exactly. So there are times when I hear it, when someone say, stay safe. It's almost like you're just saying that. Yeah. You're saying you, it and you almost like it's almost an undertone of you're going to like an anyway. undertone that, that you're going to that you're not going to be safe. Yeah, it's right. To you. It's, it's almost like a veiled, some veiled hate in it. You know? Absolutely. And, and so that's what I mean by I cringe. Yes. That's shade. Because my thought process is. Are you just <laughs> saying it because it's the thing to say? It's almost right. like I um hey, you ordered this, yo. <laughs> Somebody had to bring it to you. <laughs> right, right, right. And even then, even even outside of them, it's because I don't want it to be like, oh, you know, there's no sincerity in customers saying it, but it's just across the board. Yeah. It's almost like when someone says to me, or anyone, I've heard this a lot of times, like when someone posts something on social media and you know, prayers up or um What's the other one? My condolences. I'm so sorry. Those responses are so ingrained in us to say, we're saying it being polite. That's true. And but so that's where we at, unfortunately. And it's <laughs> happening to, I mean, everyone's doing it. I even right. myself doing it, but not, it's coming, but I really am concerned about some of the things I see out here. Yeah. And well, I'm not saying that I'm not concerned about other people's um, well, uh, well-doing or well-being and health. And I'm not saying there's people that's not thinking the same way. I'm just saying sometimes, like, I don't always say, I don't always say good morning. Mm-hmm. I, say, I might say hello. Yeah. I don't always um, say I love you because someone says it back. Mm. You, you're going to say, I don't always. You hear me? That's what's up. Would you say I love you? That's what's up. No, I don't say that either. I go, oh, okay. I go, okay. Somebody say I miss you. I don't always say it back because it's not that I don't miss the person. It's just I don't feel it necessary to say it 
that's not what you're feeling right at that moment. Exactly. And it doesn't mean I don't love them. It doesn't mean I don't miss them. Because when I miss you, I miss you. When I say, I miss you, I don't, it doesn't bother me if you don't say it back. So I actually, I actually did a uh, a show called um, Echoes and Mirrors. Mm -hmm. And it was about, do you echo and mirror your relationship? So when someone says stuff like, I love you, you go, I love you. You say it back. You know what I mean? Do you do that? If they, if they, you know, move to the left, do you move to the left with them? Because you feel like that you have to reciprocate in that way. Mm. Is it a legitimate feeling? Yeah. It's a, it's almost human behavior though. When someone says something, you, you kind of regurgitate it and say it back, you know? No, it's not, it's not a human behavior. It's a taught. It's a learned it's, it's taught. It's a, it's you teach some, you have to teach. It's cause so it's sort of like when someone says, happy birthday, thank you, right? Or if someone says something or give you something, say thank you, thank you. But you don't really mean it? Sometimes you don't. Mm. Because it depends on who's giving it to you. That means it de- No, no, it depends on who's giving it to you. Let's, okay, I hear you. You're right. You're okay, because okay, let me give you an example. Let's say like you're younger, you're a kid, and someone that you don't like, it could be aunt, uncle, cousin, whatever, they might have did something wrong to you, right? And you know kids, they they feel things, right? And then it's like, oh, uncle, whoever gives you a dollar, whatever, and you're looking at them, and a, a lot of times you can't, you know you ain't supposed to give it back because that's being rude, correct? So give him, give your uncle a hug or give him a kiss or, you know, say thank you. So you do it knowing that the person isn't really being genuine, giving you this thing. And so certain things that take place, our natural response is to just say thank you, whatever, because you don't want to be considered rude. Yep. Well, there's another way of looking at that, too, that maybe maybe think about this. If you aren't experiencing the gratitude and at the flash moment that it happens, if you take a second and and consider it, then that gratitude might be an authentic response. A lot of times we we if you're responding in a knee jerk way because you're not feeling it in the moment, maybe you're not really being present with being present yourself at that time. So if, the, if there's a person that you love and they say, I love you, and that's not what's happening for you right now, if you take a second, then you can authentically reply with, I love you. If you, if you come into that moment and think about the context of that connection with the person. Mm-hmm. Well, so you better just, just reflecting it back automatically is inauthentic. But if it is a true thing for you, and if they say it and that brings you present in that moment and causes you to examine exactly what that person means and how you feel about them in general, then that loving feeling will come up and it can be an authentic reply. Oh, no doubt. And that's totally, 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 absolutely, absolutely on point. That's the same same with gratitude or or anything that is something that is generally true. It's really about mindfulness in the moment of your connection with people than the words themselves. Absolutely. So the thing, I think the thing that kind of um, with with your level of perception and, and the things that I see in uh, sort of the way that you've described your work on all different levels, mm-hmm. authenticity is very important for you. Very. And, That's, I'm sorry. And, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. My apologies. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're often so you know so that's um and a lot of people aren't used to being present in that way. Mm-hmm. So it's not the words, and it's not the you know it's just the inauthenticity. And you, I don't think you ever necessarily have to be rude in any situation, um, in order to authentically authentically re- reflect at what you were feeling in the moment. And you can be truthful, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but the, the issue is that most people aren't present when, you know, every, everybody's on auto pilot. Mm, okay. And, you know, and, and, and report, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and also too, so deep. we got to go back to the wrong report. We got to no, we are. No, I'm great. I'm great. Bring it back. I'm great. Bring it back. Mm-hmm. When I, when I'm doing this for people that need it, especially now in this, in this particular situation with the, with the, with the, the COVID, <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> of course. That's what we're doing. COVID-19. COVID-19. Um, I will say this. I I definitely, you know, am doing it to because I, I know it is a need for people that need this. Um, need this help. Mm-hmm. Need someone that's willing to, you know, to some extent, people say risk their lives to go out and get things for people that wouldn't go out could not go out for themselves. And I'm talking about people that have, you know, uh, you know, that are immune compromised. I'm talking about people that cannot walk, Mm -hmm. um, people that, um, you know, they can't even go outside because they're, they're allergic to the sun. You know, you have people like that. Um, you have people that are elderly, that can't, you know, that if they go out, they really can't get their bearings to like make the correct decisions. Yeah. And you, cause you're saying you're providing a very essential service and you are right. I, I, I believe I am. You know, I feel weird saying that to be honest. You are, you're providing an essential service. Let me tell you something. If you, <laughs> you can't get out sis, and you don't eat and someone's not shopping for you, you're going to perish. No, no, I totally understand that. Essential service. And, and I totally understand that. But, you know, I just I guess because I'm not selfish, I, not, I mean, greedy. I don't I don't know. It's a word that I that I'm trying to get where to me. I don't know. I feel like. I feel somewhat guilty because I am getting paid to do this. You know what I mean, like I feel like if I was doing this. um without any money coming in, then I feel like I'm really making a difference. I know that sounds weird to some people. And I know, you know, there's people out here that are risking their lives and they're getting paid for it and everything like that on a day-to-day basis. But I just feel, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just this, I'm in this, um, this limbo of, uh, energy when it comes to the essential piece. Well, you're doing essential service and you're doing a great thing. So since you can't embrace it, we're going to embrace that for you. <laughs> so I just gave you an essential hug. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Okay. Now, I will say that, you know, um, in January of this year, uh, I got really, really sick because, you know, we want to bring this to this whole COVID thing. And, and it's being said that this has been out probably since November. Some people are saying okay. some people are saying sooner than um, early, earlier than that. Yeah. And in January, um, I got really sick. Now, I'm the kind of person that when I get sick, I can keep it pushing. 
sick and all, coughing, whatever. Okay. I don't take, I don't, I don't take, I don't take off unless it's really necessary. All right. And so I'm sick and I'm hacking up a lung. Dry cough, the whole nine. I couldn't understand what was going on because I've had the flu before. I've even had bron- a touch of bronchitis. I've had pneumonia. But this didn't feel right. It felt really, really weird. It was the weirdest feeling I ever felt having a cold. That's what I thought. And I remember it going away because I'm not one to go to the doctors for stuff like that because sometimes you go in there, it feels like you get sicker to me. That's just <laughs> me. And so I go and I mean, I didn't go. I'm staying at home and I'm like, what is going on with my body? So then all of a sudden it felt like it went away. I kid you not, probably two days later, it came back stronger Mm. than ever. Wow. I mean, you just. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What did you do to like get over it? I mean, did you take a lot of, because if it was COVID, you had to, you didn't know it. So you did, what kind of therapy did you do? Like tea and just regular like cough stuff and therapy um, and. Well, I didn't do any over-the-counter medications. Oh yeah? Wow. No. Um, what I did was, first and foremost, I constantly kept um, going into the bathroom and taking a shower and being in the steam. I just, cause I wanted to keep the phlegm loose so I can get it out of my system. And this is before this whole COVID thing It's something that, you know, when you get, when you get mucus and stuff in your body, the best thing to do is get it out. Don't eat anything that can cause mucus. Just get it out your body. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was doing a lot of steaming, okay. like getting in the tub, letting that water run, sitting down in it, letting the shower go, keeping, keeping, um, you know, keeping it warm. In there because I was like, I just because I felt like I gotta get this stuff, I gotta expel all of this out of me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when I was when I needed to spit, you know, a lot of times we don't want to spit. We just cough, cough, cough. And a lot of times we don't find places to spit if we're out in public. If I had to go out to my car, I had something that I always carried with me so I could spit in there because I refused to let it keep going back into my in my system. So I kept, 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 kept spitting it out, spitting it out. When I slept, I slept a certain way so it could just come out. So it was like, I mean, I was doing whatever it took. The other thing too, at some point, my coughing, my coughing was getting worse and worse every day. It got to the point it was hurting me so bad because it was dry. It was, it was one of the worst. I mean, I'm, I was literally, I don't know if anybody's ever did this, but this is what I do. If I'm coughing that bad, I'm literally fighting in the air as if I'm fighting myself. <laughs> Cause I'm like, ah, cause I'm coughing. I'm like, Ugh! cause it's bothering me and it's making me feel so um out of sorts because this coughing is so it was just vicious. It was it was vicious. And it wasn't just and, and it was like it was like this weird tingle in my throat. So and it just that? seems huh? Like- how long? Two weeks? Um, oh, it was almost a month. It was almost a month. So you had this for, and, and you fought it at home. I fought it at home. Um, uh, I do believe that people do better fighting it at home than trying to go into the hospital. Well, I think that you might have had, I can't say what you had, but that sounds serious. Really it, it was crazy. And then I drank this stuff. So then I was like, okay, I was drinking, um, I started, you know, 
reverting to the ancestors, to my grandmama, right? And I was talking to her and I'm like, grandma, I'm trying to remember how you used to make this stuff. So I was drinking, um, I was taking bits of uh, garlic, um, bits of uh, ginger, making a tea, drinking that. And I mean, I drink the bits and all, I didn't care, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, "Mm, something's not quite hitting this. So then I go to this place um, to get these herbs and it was uh, stuff called lung care. That's what it's called. And it had stuff like white bark. um, It had cayenne pepper, smells Mm -hmm. so good too. Oh my God, this stuff smells so good. And I kid you not, I drank it. And that was the first night I didn't cough. Look at that herbs, them herbs, honey. Right. And I got the, it's like a powder. It wasn't like the leaves, it was a powder. So that way it can really be, you know, when you soak it, a lot of it goes into. So you still had a lot of that, you know, a lot of the remnants in BC that powder? tea. Like a BC powder, like that? Like, well, put- not a BC powder. Well, it looks like a BC powder. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah but like for the headaches and stuff. Yeah. It looks yeah. like this. It's, it's, it's just like that kind of powder. Wow. And it's called lung care. It's called lung care. Yes. And Ooh. I drank it. And so I didn't have a coughing fit that night. And I kept drinking it. And I think like two days later, it was like I never had anything. Wow. Oh, and also it made me go to the bathroom, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I mean, what could you mean? What else could you mean? (laughs) It's on you. It's a number two. It's on you. You know, so um, you got to get rid of stuff. So that's a part of getting rid of it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, growing up, that was the thing that people did was, um, you know, growing up in the in the black community. Um, enemas was one of the things that they did when you got a cold. It's a cleanser. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so that's a good thing. Listen, we're, um, you gave us a, wow, you, you sound like a COVID patient. That's not a COVID patient. <laughs> so, I mean, that's amazing. So I'm very glad that you recovered. Mm-hmm. But we're at a part of the interview where we do the last will and testament. And that's where you just leave something like a jewel for the people, like um, an inspirational hug, a virtual hug, so they can, uh, you know, feel inspired. So leave in Gozi's jewel. Right now we're in survival mode and it's very scary. What I would say to folks is that, yes, you have to survive, but in order for us to to survive, we definitely have to still take care of each other. So it doesn't hurt to be a little more kinder, a little more gentler. It doesn't hurt to do the virtual embrace. Educate folks, not not make people who are suffering from this feel like they are alone because they are already alone in most instances if they're not home with family that can care for them. Any information that you have for someone or any information that you know, don't ridicule people who don't know. Hmm. Teach them. Because when you teach people the correct way, you'll be surprised how it comes back to you and will help you later. We're in a time where we need to join forces and be active in making sure that we can get through this. Right now, a lot of us are not doing that. We're, we're, we're still thinking for self. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not even as small as, something as small as putting on a mask 
has brought out so much hatred and and yeah. it's brought out a lot of things that we just mm, I just wish people would just we just need to come together. Forget about what you were mad about yesterday or before this happened. We need to come together because if we don't, this is going to get way worse than where we at right now. It's going to get way worse. If I keep going, I'm going to get, I'm going to get deeper. So awesome. Awesome. G. Thank you so much. And Gozi for sharing your experiences with us and your your talent and your hustle and your drive and your insights. We really appreciate having your voice as a part of this important work. Uh, I appreciate y'all even including me in this. I think this is awesome. I think that um, I think that everybody needs to be heard about this. The fact that y'all are doing this, I think it's an awesome, awesome thing, you know, to archive this, to have something that people can, you know, look back on one for the history books, if you will. And for our listeners right now, if you've enjoyed this conversation, you can find all the voices of the Rona report at blackboxradio.com. That's B-L-A-K-B-O-X-X-R-A-D-I-O.com. You can also find Black Box Radio on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Radio, on Twitter at Box Black, that's B-O-X-X-B-L-A-K. And please share this conversation with your friends and family so that we can get the word out and everyone can hear these important voices. All right. We're in that Rotor Report. We just had Miss Ngozi. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for all your input. Like she said, your hustle. You're, you're so insightful. We really appreciate your addition to the Rotor Report. I appreciate y'all bringing me in. All right, so this is Black Box Radio. We're in the Rona Report. We just had an Ngozi. It is 5-6-20. We out. Peace.